Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog, shout out to our amazing listener base in Germany, India, the UK, and Canada. We've had so much support internationally. It's so great to know that our message is resonating worldwide. And that leads me to my guest today who happens to be from Canada, and she's none other than Toronto, Ontario's own Patty Mara. Now, Patty recently launched a book, Up Solutions, Turning Your Team into Heroes and Customers into Raving Fans. And she's worked with hundreds of entrepreneurial-owned and operated businesses to reposition them for success and dramatically increase their growth, customer retention, and profit. Now, Patty is the owner of Marinette, Inc., and the creator of the Profit Generator Program and the Breaking Through Barriers Program. Patty, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Brian, a delight to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, anytime. Now, Patty, being from Canada, you already celebrated Thanksgiving back in October, right? Correct. Well, how do Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving? This is something I've never understood or never known. <laughs> well, I think I think our Thanksgiving is pretty similar to American Thanksgiving. You know, um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always thought, you know, it gets colder faster. We have to get the crops off the ground earlier, so our harvest is earlier, so we have an earlier Thanksgiving. I, I really have no idea if that's true or not, but it's my, it's my summary. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys, is there a traditional Thanksgiving dinner or is it just anything? Yeah, no, it's still, you know, turkey dinner with all the fixings. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. No poutine or any type of Canadian fare? Uh, no, no poutine. That's, a, that's actually a Quebec, uh, Quebecois dish that uh, the rest of Canada's in, um, kind of taken on, but uh, n- not so much for Thanksgiving. <laughs> now, is it true that families are so large in Canada because of those cold Canadian winters? Um. Well, you know, it's actually, believe it or not, it's not as cold as you might think up here. Um, Saying that, I'm in the Toronto area, so um, we're further south. We're about in the same line as Chicago. Nice. Now, Patty, you have an amazing journey. Would love to talk about your background and really what led you to form Marinette, Inc. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, interesting. Um, I love that question because, you know, every... Every entrepreneurial career is definitely a journey. Um, my, I had two pivotal experiences. I would well, say three pivotal experiences. The first was um, during university, I decided to try my hand at starting my own company during one of the summers. And I pitched um, a table of bankers for a student venture loan. And then I designed and found a manufacturer to, to do custom t-shirts. And I stood on the streets of Toronto and I sold them. And it turns out I loved the whole business aspect, but not so much standing on the streets trying to hawk my wares. So <laughs> but it was a really interesting experience. And then the next piece was when I was in university, I worked part-time at a small chain bookstore in a mall. And you know, this is kind of a nondescript, you know, mall and store, but I had a really good manager. And the manager had trained all the team that whenever somebody came into, whenever a customer came into the store, then we stopped what we were doing. We asked if we could welcome, how are you? Can I help you find something? Are you looking for something? And if they were looking for something specific, we took them to the section, put the book in their hand, 
if we didn't have what they, what they were looking for, we offered an alternative, saw if we could order it in, but we really made sure we were taking care of their needs. And then the number of times that customers would come back in, like they'd pop their head in the store and just say, I've been to almost every store in this mall, and I just want to say thank you because it's the only one where we felt welcomed and appreciated. So that was, you know, that made it fun to work there. We had very, very, it was part-time, mostly part-time, and a lot of university students who had very little turnover. We had a very engaged team. But where it landed for me was at the end of the year, this little bookstore, this is in the mid to late 80s, uh, this little bookstore was targeted to hit 500000 in gross revenue and sales. And we did just over a million. And so all of that, the impact on profit to just taking care of your customers and giving them a great experience, that was one of the most formative experiences because that's really what led me to doing what I'm doing now. And the, and the last the last piece, one more piece, Brian, the last piece was I graduated in 89 from university and it was the recession that it was the first time ever, ever that middle management was being laid off. Mm. Uh, I remember the newspaper headline, IBM lays off managers for the first time in company history. It's the first time technology was replacing um, uh, layers of, of teams, corporate structure. So no one was hiring. And literally, I had to start stumbling along and trying to find my entrepreneurial path. I love it. I love that. Now, when did you create the Profit Generator program and the Breaking Through Barriers program? The Profit Generator, so I came across Strategic Coach in 1997, and that was a pivotal shift where it's like I knew how to get something started and launched. I didn't know how to build it as a business. So this was kind of the program that I took on creating and launched it in 2007. Uh, the profit generator, the byline is turning your customer experience into profit and really targeting retail and service businesses. And, and I had the pleasure of working with literally entrepreneurs from all over the world. I had some, you know, mostly North America, a lot of US based, but most, mostly North America, but a couple from all over the world. And so I've sold, you know, hundreds of these programs. And then breaking through barriers was actually something I created from a request from an entrepreneur's organization, EO. I have friends that were in different uh, forum groups, and they had asked me to create something for their retreat. And it was specifically identifying where they had self-imposed limits holding them back from growth. And that created the breaking through barriers. That's amazing. How has is, how is the reception been to it? How has it been received by everyone? Uh, it's, it's, one. It's, a fun, it's a fun program. It's not one I do on a regular basis. It's not one that I'm, I'm out there uh, promoting it. I could actually create a digi digital version. I've been too busy this year with all of the working with entrepreneurs, all, all the changes out of the pandemic. But it, it really was a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting program. I even had uh, an entrepreneur who did the course let me know about uh, six months later that one of the challenges he and his wife had had, they hadn't been able to conceive a child and it was one of their most held desires. And he felt that just the shift he experienced in the breaking through barriers, even though we we're doing a business focus, we always do, you always have a whole life focus and uh, they've had two children since then. So that's kind of a fun, a fun side effect impact. No, absolutely. That's, that's amazing. What do you think in your estimation, what are entrepreneurs struggling with the most right now? Um, so it's, it's really interesting. When the pandemic hit, 
um, I immediately just started talking to entrepreneurs, talking to my, my customer base. And, and I felt, you know, I found that they were in three different categories. You've got entrepreneurs that were, have a, uh, an essential service business and they're still in business. They were able to, able to keep even their doors open during lockdown. However, you know, there, I've seen a huge difference from um, essential service businesses that have adapted. You know, one, one entrepreneur in particular has a high-end pet food boutique. And, you know, she invested in March adding Shopify to her website and added free local delivery, curbside pickup. And she just made it more accessible. She was very active on social media, was responsive for questions. And she, she, she just really invested in increased access and make it easier to get what she offers to her customer base. And so her, her business has exploded. In fact, she opened her second location during lockdown in May. Uh, it was already planned, but she did, not, she did such a successful launch. The second location is now already sales are higher than the first location. And then I've also talked to essential service businesses that are not adjusting. They're just trying to, yes, they offered curbside, um, but their website's a mess. It's not easy to find what you want. Even if you know what you're looking for, you can't find it to order it on their website. So they haven't adapted to the new reality of the, how to um, make yourself more accessible and, and shift how you're distributing what you offer. Uh, and they're not. They're suffering this year. And of course, then you've got minimally operating businesses like restaurants. And again, there are success strategies for restaurants that have adapted and restaurants that are just trying to keep the lights on. And then you've got businesses that have been completely shut down. A good friend of mine has an event staffing business and, you know, multi-million dollar company, 1,500 payroll employees. And in March, they went from a very successful company to zero revenue overnight because all events have been canceled for the foreseeable future. So um, they, you know, they're in process of doing pivots of really, we're still getting together, we're still having events, they're just all virtual. They still need support, you still need customer service, it's just shifting how you're delivering it. So Brian, I think you asked the challenges that businesses are dealing with. I actually think the impact, the business impact of the pandemic has been that we've accelerated trends that were already in the marketplace. And so I've been talking for the last 10, 15 years that there is a shift that in, for independently owned businesses, you need to be focusing on solutions and relationships rather than sales and transactions. I find that a lot of businesses, independent businesses are playing the wrong game of business. They're so focused on what they sell. They think their business is what they sell rather than the value they create that they're being squeezed on price or being commoditized. So I find if, if businesses were able to kind of sweep by, maybe they were having decreased results and frustrated and struggling, but they're still able to squeak by in 2019, 2000 and 2020, that's a full stop. You need to figure out now what's the change in your business model, how, who are your customers, how do you reach your customers, what do they want, how do you position it as, as a solution, what technology will make this easier for you and then, because this is really planning your future, that what's happening this year, in my opinion, is giving you exactly the raw material you need to shift your business for success in the future. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like a mad dash to that light bulb <laughs> moment, right? If you don't get there first, your competitors will. And then it's, it's uh, lights out for you, literally. 
So question for you, Patty, do the Canadian clients of yours struggle with the same things that your U.S. clients struggle with? Is there a difference there? There really isn't. It's, it's, really the, it's really the same thing. There's been a different response to the pandemic, U.S. and Canada, but it's having a similar effect. You know, in the Toronto area, uh, we're seeing an increase in numbers. So Toronto and one of the local regions around Toronto Peel are back in lockdown, which, you know, similar to what it was in the spring. And so everyone's trying to shift and adapt. But the actual business impact, I'd say it's, it's pretty much the same. Now, I know you're an expert on perspective, right? Give me your thoughts on perspective, where people are getting it right, where they're getting it wrong, and where they need to be. It's great. Well, so one piece is, I think there's a mindset shift of, you know, I had a, so let me answer this in two ways. I had a book, I published my first book, January 2020. And I had a whole plan for the year, how I was launching it, podcast interviews, events, program launch. Uh, and of course, March hit, and all of that had to be adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now here's the interesting thing. What I've come back to is, you know, the book is still relevant. I may add, um, I may add a forward, uh, just talking about the impact of the pandemic. But the book is still relevant. I had to change some of the languaging. You know, rather than the profit generator, I've certainly changed and evolved the program over the years. But what the program I launched this year is the Business Reinvention Blueprint. Because what people are looking, they're looking for the pivot. And the pivot really fits into the same model, which is, are you playing the right game of business? But when we get to, you asked specifically about perspective, and I think there are some really significant mindset shifts. And the first is that there is opportunity and change. And so if regardless of what your goal is, what the objective with your business is, if whatever, you know, you have a, you have a plan, you have a path, um, life almost never <laughs> gives us the planned path. You know, it's, what is it? What's the quote? Life is what happens when we're busy making other plans. So the challenge is everything that happens on the, on the route as we're taking action towards an objective or a goal, everything that happens is actually giving you the raw material to reach your goal. Because if you're trying to do something you've never done before, you actually don't know what you need to know. You maybe don't have the resources or capability that you need to reach your goal. So on your path, as you're taking actions towards your goal, everything that happens, you know, strategic byproducts that are fantastic, you didn't expect, woohoo, wonderful, celebrate. But the things that go wrong, the failures, the setbacks, that's actually, I call that our entrepreneurial school of success because that's actually the raw material, dealing with that, learning from that, and adapting from what's not working is giving you exactly what you need to reach your goal. So that's, that's what the, if, if you're looking at, if you're embracing what's not working as an opportunity, okay, what am I learning here? What do I need to know? It, any shifts that I need? How is this giving me information I need to reach my goal? The moment you start looking at that, you have this, it's completely a shift in how fast you go, how fast you respond, and how fast you reach your objectives. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree 100%. I'm you know, tired of dealing with whiners. I'd rather deal with warriors, right? We need to become warriors uh, yes. to be making a business today. Now, I love the book. You know, I'm going to be reading it very soon. I have my copy here. I've been so busy, but now, of course, we are in the holidays, and it's always that time to really soak up knowledge and, and 
you know, get a different perspective, which I love. The book is Up Solutions. What was the inspiration behind it and how has it been received thus far? Oh, great question. Thank you. So, um, I, and I like to say the byline. So it's Up Solutions, turning your team into heroes and customers into raving fans. And um, it, I've had a good response so far. I mean, there's, I've had a couple of occasions that people have bought, you know, 100 copy for a conference or a speech or a virtual event, which is, which is fun. And uh, even, you know, it's uh, certainly available on all the online, but I, in Canada, I've had it in some of the local stores. So that was fun to actually go in and see the book on the, sh on the shelf. <laughs> so it, it has been, it's, you know, I talk about that it's absolutely essential. All independent businesses need to set up their business as a customer-centric solution that you're offering. You need to know who your customers are specifically. If you're trying to be everything to everyone, you'll never, your messaging will never land. It's um, an Anthony Robbins quote, you want to market narrowly and serve broadly. So you're not excluding anyone, but you have to know who they are specifically to get your languaging there, to offer what you do as a solution for their specific needs. So it's, it's you know, kind of shifting how you're thinking about rather than offering their products and services, I think they are your vehicle for creating value. And an important point is that your customers don't even know the questions to ask to make an effective decision. It's part of your job with your business and your team's job to recognize that part of what you offer, part of the solution, is the wisdom you bring to the table that by guiding someone through, by asking good questions and guiding someone through making a decision, they leave knowing that they've made it the right decision for their needs. And then it has nothing, you know, people want to feel like they've gotten a return on their investment, right? They got good value, but it doesn't have to be the lowest price. In fact, when people go for the lowest price, it's because they don't actually have an, the information to make an effective decision which often leads them to taking way too much time, spending way too much money, getting the wrong thing, trying to get the right thing. It's, it's this, we have this role to educate so that, and it doesn't matter. It could be somebody buying a shelf, a floating shelf for an office, and they don't even think to know, you know, what's, what type of walls are going up? What do you want to put on it? Because if you're not anchored properly, it'll fall off the wall. And then the customer thinks, well, that's a cheap store. All that was happening, nobody helped them make an effective decision. Yeah, I know that so many people struggle with the lack of decision making. They were talking about the pandemic and people have slowed down. There's so much information coming in from so many different sources. And indecision is what people are suffering with. And that's why they're not taking their business to the next level because they're taking so long to actually make a decision. So it's, it's, you know, a lot of, we talk about having a mistake friendly business where you may make a mistake, but if you take action and pivot and adjust real time, you're, you're going to be able to survive. It's sometimes you can't stop that from happening. It's just going to happen, right? Yes. Now, fact, and Brian, I just want to say, because I think you almost have to embrace and give yourself permission to let that happen. Right. No, absolutely. And then that's what the best, that, that's what they do. Now, Patty, quick question. What do you think is the first step into turning your team into heroes and your customers into raving fans? I know the book is out there and we're going to definitely recommend people pick that up. But if you can give people kind of a preamble and something they can do to kind of kickstart the process, what would that be? The first is really identify your target audience. You know, who do you enjoy working with? Who values what you do for them and they're willing to pay you for it? You could also look at, you know, financials, profit in your business. You know, what are your best product lines, your best products? 
and who is the best fit customer. But identify who they are, find out what they need, you know, what are their challenges? What would they like? What do they really want? What's the need that you fill that they want? And then, you know, position what you offer as a solution. You know, this is, the, this is what you want. This is the solution you're looking for. And here's how we deliver it. Your team, turning your team into heroes, it, it, the whole idea is setting your team up to win. Even people in sales, very few people like selling and no one wants to feel like they're being sold. So if you set your team up as heroes, that their job is to educate and offer. Their wisdom, they work with your customers or clients day in and day out. So after three months, anyone on your team is an expert compared to your customers. So let them know that they're experts and let, let them know how, what, you know, what type of questions to ask their customers or prospects so that you actually help them get into defining what they really need and then offer a solution to their need. You know, I go step by step in the book, but that, that's kind of the core. And if you want to reposition what you offer as a solution, you have to know who, who you're marketing to, what's important to them, how do you position what you offer as a solution, and your team knows how to deliver it as a solution. You know, it's amazing how many people miss out on asking for referrals. You know, you talk about raving fans and you would always think that, man, if I have a great relationship with this customer or client, I would actually ask for a referral to help somebody out in need or to help your own business out to pay it forward, so to speak. And people just don't do it, right? I don't know if it's the fact that they don't have the gonads to do it or if they don't believe in their product enough or they don't have a, such of a tight relationship with that client. But it's such an easy adjustment that would lead to such a major impact. You wonder why people miss out on this, right? Yep, absolutely. So, and, and here's a p- couple pieces to that. First of all, we're all so busy, busy trying to figure out what we offer and making sure we're delivering it. I think we just forget, right? And, and yet that's an important piece. The other piece is it's a lot easier to refer you if you're positioning what you offer as a solution. So, for example, a, an entrepreneur who owns a motorcycle store um, and is passionate about fitting helmets one of the things that he did, one of his complaints was that, you know, he would, he would t- take someone through getting them properly fitted and then they'd take the make and model number of, and the sizing of the helmet and go online to save a few dollars. And so, you know, my recommendation to him was package it, name it, and then charge $50 for the helmet fitting process. And, it's, and he's passionate about that because he said so many people choose a helmet because it matches the color of the bike. And yet, helmet will save your life. It needs to be properly fitted. So he was absolutely passionate about it. So charge $50 for it and then give the customer a $50 coupon for a helmet in their store. His sales increased, customer satisfaction and loyalty increased, referability increased. But they had to identify where was the value and name it, make it their own. And then it's a lot easier to, to tell people. So absolutely, I think having referrals as part of your Part of the shifting to sales and relationships is you really want to be focused on anyone who does business with you. What's the next step that you stay in contact with them? What's the relationship building? It's no longer okay to view everything as a separate transaction. So where are you developing this as a relationship? How are you setting yourself up as a trusted solution partner for your customer, for your marketplace? And part of that is having it be integrated that how you're asking for referrals. And it could be a card, it could be a question, it could, but it needs to be integrated. 
I agree. And that's such a fresh perspective, you know, for most people, this would be, you know, for you, it's a no brainer, right? For them, it's a breakthrough because you're seeing it from an outside lens and outside perspective. That's your, your bread and butter, right? That's your core competency. And these people, they just don't understand that. And you're really educating them and bringing fresh value. And I love that. Now, before we wrap up, Patty, I love the fact that you're always looking for pivots with your, in regards to your clients that lead to those breakthroughs. Maybe you want to end with giving us an example of this in regards to maybe a client that you've worked with. Oh, sure. Actually, one of the first big, bigger consulting projects I worked with was a company that sold um, uh, corrugated packaging, right? If you, if you bought something, it was a box that it was shipped in. And they were being squeezed. They were being commoditized. Everything was on RFP, request for proposal. And, and they were just, you know, bottom lining. And, uh, and they were struggling. And they were working really hard just to maintain gross revenue. But their profit was being squeezed by almost half a year for the last couple of years before, when we worked together. The first thing we did was identify who was their target audience because they actually had a wide range. They were just trying to keep their presses going. So they had a pretty wide range of different types of, of client base, customer base. So the first thing we did was do an analysis to identify their target audience. And it was not who they expected. The next step we did is we set up for their salespeople to go in and do sur a survey, an interview with these target audience clients, which everyone was happy to do. Can we take 15 minutes of your time? We really value your opinion. What do you like? What do you not like? Where, would you, where could we create greater value for you? And then we, you know, tabulated all the results and what came out pretty consistently was their clients, their target audience clients, liked that they offered a complete end-to-end -end integrated approach. They had designers, engineers, uh, raw material manufacturing, printing, the presses, and the, even down to fulfillment that, that they could make the uh, boxes and then the company ship their product and they would put them in the boxes and then ship them right to their retail store. And so the pivot was we started positioning this company as a, um, a retail, a marketing retail solution that they, their role was to get their customers' products in stores and sold, visible on the shelves and sold. And it took them down a completely different path that they literally brought on retailing experts and it was all around positioning the product, uh, product manufacturers or customers for success in the retail environment. And they, all of a sudden they were being invited in when a company had a new product to launch. They, this company was being brought in as part of creating the solution, creating the packaging design before it was even going to, you know, printing. And so all of a sudden they bypassed the RFP. They were creating huge amount of value and they were no longer, it was no longer the lowest price that won the bid. That was, that was a pretty significant pivot. The next year after doing this, they had a 35% increase in gross revenue and doubled their profit. And they've continued on that trajectory since then. That's amazing. Patty, it's been wonderful. Any last words of wisdom, any final thoughts you want to leave with the audience before we wrap up? Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Again, I think, I think that we are in the greatest opportunity of our lifetime this year as entrepreneurs. We, as entrepreneurs, we create our future. And we're getting incredible information this year 
on what we need to do to position our business for success going forward. We have additional resources. We've got a lot of, you know, Zoom and Spotify. There's a lot of resources available to leverage. But I think the real gem of this year, outside, of course, the human cost, which is horrible, for businesses, it's really around positioning your business for success going forward. Crisis interrupts all patterns. It's time for us to really park what is no longer working and use the information we're getting in the change and challenge to position for success going forward. Now, Patty, one last question. It's just a personal question just to get to know you a little bit better. So you're going to be in an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? Oh, my goodness. One book, one movie, one album. Well, at the moment, you know, it, it's, a, it's a changed for me on a regular basis. At huh. the moment, I'm listening to the – used to be called the Dixie Chicks. Now they're out with the Chicks. So that's my, my current go-to music. Okay. Couldn't tell you a year from now or a year ago what it was. <laughs> um, favorite movie. I'd probably go with a series. One of my favorite series of all time is The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So I'd, have to, I'd probably have to go with that because I could watch that as many times as I want. Nice. Favorite book. I'm reading, right now I'm reading The Untethered Soul. And uh, I think his second book is a surrender experiment. So I'm kind of going through that. I've had these books. Literally, I've gotten three copies given to me in the last 10 years. And so I'm finally going through it and reading it. And there's lots of people reading that book. Yeah, it's, it's profound. It's a profound book. I'm looking forward to the surrender experiment, but it's really a profound book. And it's one you could read over and over again and get something new each time. That's amazing. I love it. Patty, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fantastic. How do people get in touch with you, buy the book, uh, and connect with you? That's great. Thanks, Brian. So my website is pattymara.com. That's P-A-T-T-I-M-A-R-A.com. And, you know, Brian, for your listeners, we've created a, a special link for a podcast resource page, and it's pattymara.com, one broken cog. So if you go to that link, it'll take you a page. There's, it, you can click it to purchase the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. But there's also a tool there that's really helpful in starting to look for your cust from your customer's perspective and how do you create that value that they're looking for, as well as a training. So that's a free download. Wonderful, Patty. Thank you again for joining us. It's been wonderful. Have a beautiful day. Have a wonderful holiday break. And let's stay connected and keep up the good work. Thank you, Brian. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.